This morning, friends, I'd like to share with you a story for Christmas. It is not a Christmas story in the sense that it is about Christmas trees or gifts, uh, but it is a Christmas story in the theological sense that it is about the idea of Christmas, the idea that God comes into the world in Jesus Christ so that we might know God and so that God might be immediately known to us. And I invite you, as I share this story with you, uh, to make yourselves comfortable during story time this morning. If it helps you to visualize the story, please feel free to close your eyes and uh, to accept this wisdom that comes from our Creator. This story is drawn from the Iona community in Scotland. It is uh, a place that many from our congregation have traveled to on pilgrimage. Uh, and they are also a, uh, a, a group of Christians who provide resources for worshiping communities around the world. And this is one of their stories. So hear the word of God as it comes to us in this Christmas story this morning. You are in a hospital, visiting a friend who is in a large general medical ward. You have been in the ward several times, and always, as you leave, you look into a single room on the left-hand side, just before the main ward door. There is a woman lying there who is in a coma. She is fed by a drip and never moves. She is a brown woman, possibly Turkish or maybe Iranian, but her skin is very dry and has a sickly yellowish look about it. You never stare at her, you just notice her. You know she will always be there, always the same, every time you leave your friend's bed and walk down the ward towards the door. That's the way she will be today, just the same. But no, as you look in, there is someone else in her room. A woman in a dark green coat with auburn hair. You cannot see her face, you can only see her back. And a string bag with a book inside of it which you notice has a brown paper jacket. The bag is lying at the foot of her bed. The visitor is sitting on the bed. She is taking the sick woman's hand in hers, and she is saying something. You move closer to the door. You hear a quiet voice saying one word repeatedly. It does not seem to be an English word. It takes a while to make it out. But gradually it becomes clear. Pethla. Pethla. She says it again and again, holding the sick woman's hand, speaking very gently but very positively. Pethla. Pethla. 
And as you look, the eyes of the sick woman open for the first time in who knows how long. And she looks with disbelief at the stranger on her bed, and you watch as visibly her dull skin changes color from a sickly yellow to a warm brown. And now she begins to smile. It is a tired but a relieved smile. The stranger bends forward, kisses the sick woman on the brow, and gets up from the bed. You stand back. You don't want to let it be known that you've been eavesdropping. You turn to the side, but from the corner of your eye you see the form of the visitor with her dark green coat and her auburn hair walk out of the ward and along the corridor. You wait a moment, then you decide to follow her. You hurry along as she turns the corner. Soon you are on her heels. Excuse me, you say. And she stops. Yes, she says, gradually turning around. I've been watching you, you say. I saw what happened. I saw that sick woman open her eyes and smile. What was it you did? And she replies, she just needed to know that she was known. I'm sorry, you say? She just needed to know that she was known. And with that, the stranger puts her string bag on a bench, and she sits down and beckons you to kneel down in front of her. You do. And on your head you feel her hands resting. But this is something more, more than the hands of a middle-aged woman, more than gentle hands that touch and caress, these hands were meant somehow to rest on your head. You know this as your eyes close, not to darkness, but to bright pools of light, red and gold, yellow and orange. And then you hear her voice saying one word repeatedly. But it is not the word you heard before. It is not the word spoken over the sick woman. This word is your name. Your name. Spoken again and again, deeply and gently and slowly. And in the voice of this unknown woman, you sense the voice of time and eternity, the voice of the one whose word is behind all words, whose hand made every hand. And gradually you sense, you know in this instant, that you are known, 
that every hair of your head is numbered, every beat of your heart is intended, every hurt and every hope is recognized. And then there is a stillness in the midst of which you realize that the voice has stopped and the hands have gone. As you open your eyes, there is no sight of the stranger. But where she sat, there is the book wrapped up in the brown paper. It has been left for you open. Open it a page headed Isaiah. And these words are underlined. I have written your name on the palm of my hands. In the midst of stories that do include Christmas trees and gifts and the shepherds and wise men that we hear about every year, we sometimes forget that the core of this story, the coming of Jesus Christ into the world, is meant to tell you one simple thing. That God knows you by name. That your life is written on the palm of God's hands.